Is it better to pray in Hebrew or in a language you understand? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 33 of Tractate Sota, and we learn the importance of praying in the original. If you're not there yet, it's something you must strive to attain. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. When Reb Zalman Rotberg was a young man learning in yeshiva, he once returned home to Luna for the vacation period. In the morning, he went to shul and was surprised to see one of the wealthy members of the community who was known to be super busy and thus always davened at home. Even stranger was to see him at the rabbi's minion, which was the lengthiest service of the shul. When he noticed the fellow leave his talus and fill in the shul for the next day, he realized that this was no exceptional circumstance and he asked his father, the town rabbi, for an explanation. That businessman, began the lunar rav, Rabbi Tuvia, was indicted on charges of tax evasion. While he vehemently denied the accusations, the situation wasn't looking good. He risked losing everything and going to jail for a long time. I suggested he visit my Rebbe, the Chavetz Chaim. I gave him a letter to take to Radin and assured him that my Rebbe would bless him and he would be saved from this dire fate. The fellow met with the Chavetz Chaim, who read the letter with consternation. However, the only response was silence. The man understood the meaning and was terrified. At that moment, he decided he would not leave Radin until he received a blessing from the saintly rabbi. He ignored all his pressing business concerns, calculating that it's better to be stuck in Radin for a week than stuck in jail for years. A couple of days passed, a third and a fourth, but then on day five, the Chavetz Chaim approached the man and inquired, Nu? What's the story with davening with a minion? Are you meticulous in its observance? The man burst out in tears and admitted that he always prays alone due to his business pressures, but he immediately swore never to miss another minion. The Chavetz Chaim blessed him and he returned home. In court, he was completely acquitted and from that day on, he's never missed a minion. Today's daf discusses the language of prayer. Let's look at the Gemara. Prayer is a request for divine mercy, and one may therefore pray using whichever approach. May one indeed pray in any language? But didn't Rabbi Yehuda say a person should never beseech his needs in Aramaic? For Rabbi Yochanan said whoever beseeches his needs in Aramaic, the ministering angels do not attend to him, as the ministering angels do not know Aramaic. There is no contradiction. That statement is referring to the prayer of an individual, whereas our mission is referring to communal prayer. Let's analyze the Gemara. What's the bottom line? Should you pray in Hebrew or English? The Shulchan Aruch states, one may pray in any language that he wants. That's the case for communal prayer. An individual, however, should only pray in Hebrew. Some say that it's only the case where one is beseeching one's needs, such as praying for healing of the sick or distress at home, whereas the regular fixed prayers may be recited in any language, even by an individual. And some say that even an individual beseeching his needs may pray in any language except Aramaic. So it's best to pray with the congregation. If you're making a habit of praying at home, some say it's okay to pray in English. If some say it's okay, then I guess that works. But I don't know about you. Personally, I invest way too much time and effort to rely on the fact that some say it will work. I want to know that my prayers are reaching the right destination. Of course, I'm not disparaging those sacred opinions that permit prayer in any language, in any place, God forbid. 
I'm simply stressing the importance we attach to prayer and emphasizing why it's important that we don't make a habit of relying on the more lenient opinions. Even davening in English at shul isn't so simple. The Mishnah rules that the permission granted to communal prayer in a language other than Hebrew is only on a temporary basis. To amend the prayer service to permanently abandon the holy language is unacceptable. Moreover, he notes, many words are lost in translation, and even our rabbis debated the meaning of certain words, thus making them impossible to translate precisely. He concludes with a sharp social comment on the origins of modern prayer translations. The same people who sought to translate the prayers also deleted the prayers for a return to Zion. We have a tradition that our nation was redeemed from Egypt on account of our unique cultural symbols, our clothing, our names, and our language. The Chavetz Chaim says, just as they wanted the people to forget the memory of Jerusalem, similarly, they desired that the Jewish people should forget the holy language, lest they be redeemed in the merit of not changing their Hebrew language. May the Almighty protect us. If your Hebrew reading and comprehension are not quite there yet, then it's time to start working on these things. The English translation is only there as a temporary fix. Long term, you should be davening in Hebrew with a minion. May all your prayers be answered immediately by heaven, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daft Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativedaft.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.